Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Another exciting story by Alistair MacLean. A fast-moving, all-action adventure set in Amsterdam and its winding waterway with a brilliant and talented new star. Sven Bertoltov is German. His assignment, to break an international narcotics ring. All right, put your hands up. His methods, deadly and destructive. Sherman is tough. He has to be. He's a very special agent. You won't get a second chance. You know his reputation. Efficient never makes mistakes. Ruthless. I want to keep you strictly undercover. Not even the police here must know about you. These people, whoever they are, are murdering wholesale. The threat of death is everywhere, with a puppet on a chain as the gruesome link with each macabre murder. Do you think he knew about that doll up there? Why? I saw him last night with the close girlfriend. You didn't tell me that. It's her face in the doll. Sven Bertel Taub is Paul Sherman. If I fail to make next contact on schedule, suggest emergency fatality procedure. With Barbara Parkins as Maggie, beautiful but in grave danger and in love with Sherman. Let me go, please, no, no. Patrick Allen as Inspector Van Gelder and Alexander Knox as Colonel de Graff. You're under arrest. Look, I'm not going to take the blame for everybody. A thriller riddled with intrigue and suspense by Alistair McLean. The action-packed adventure of Puppet on a Chain. I'm gonna kill you and whoever told you to kill Maggie. I'm stoned that the sound can send a man insane within 50 minutes and dead in 20.
pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! <laughs> no doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Hey, everybody, this is Matey. Like Tom Matey without the tuh. Just remember, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars right here on the radio. And if you're not, then I don't know what the heck you're listening to. Welcome, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our, uh, what's it called? Man, my mind just went blank. Our website, yes, that's right, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us, and, or did I just say that? And don't forget to check out Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the website, because that's the archive page. Where, You know what? Beep, 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 beep. Tommy, can we start over? <laughs> hey, run to your computers. Run to your computers. Okay. Anyway, so, well, speaking of which, hey, Tommy, hey, what's that, a pumpkin? Isn't that a little early? Is that like for Halloween or is that for... Uh, I am not on the decorating committee, so but that is a little pumpkin. That's a little pumpkin. Okay. I'm looking through the screener. See, it's Tommy, for, you, for those of you, if you see me in the studio and you see, of course, our banner behind us, then there's a hallway to the left of me here, or to the right of me, rather. Depends on whether you're staring at it one way or the other. Um, but Tom is across the room here from yeah, right me. right here. Right there, yeah. Uh, between, and the only thing that separates us that keeps him from catching, catching COVID from all the guests that come in here and, and, the, and the other show hosts is the fact that he's got a big piece of glass that's about six feet by three feet, something like that. So when they cough and sneeze, it bounces off the glass and, you know, infects the guy sitting next to the show host, right? But since Scooby's the only one sitting next to me today, so and Scooby looks pretty good. Hey, Scooby, how you doing there, bud? So, all right, so we got, uh, we're in the middle of November already. I cannot believe this, you know. And, uh, it would be September, but you're close. Did I say that? Oh, September. Okay. You have another October before November. Robert. Oh, that's right, right. Speaking of October, uh, we're, we are working diligently, ladies and gentlemen, sports fan, musical guests, or fans, uh, car guys, and and the assorted uh, people that listen to the show from time to time, uh, or all the time. Uh, we are trying to do that. You know, normally we come up with a theme during the summertime, and... Uh, Last year was kind of like a really mess, but we did. We were able to to do October slash Rocktober, where where we interview musical guests. So we're working on that this time, and with a little luck, we'll have some pretty interesting people. Now, the way it works is, as I send out emails continuously, okay, and when I send these emails out, I usually get responses, and sometimes I get them, you know, relatively quickly, and sometimes I I. You know, it takes weeks, months, and I have to send reminders. And um, so that's kind of how it works. And it's not just our show. It's a lot of shows. I mean, even the big TV shows, you know, they send out uh, um, inquiries, you know, to to get certain people on the show. Or other PR people inquire and say, would you be willing to interview so-and-so on your show? Which we get those, too, from time to time. And usually automotive people, and because we work with a number of uh, automotive PR firms. So you really never know. It's just that, you know, and, and again, this is like, you know, 
one of those shows where our mantra or our theme is the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports is how it started and now music because we do a lot of music. So with a little luck, we'll have some interesting people, but they could be anywhere from, you know, rock and roll people to, uh, you know, easy listening. I mean, last year we were really fortunate and we had B.J. Thomas on. B.J. Thomas did just a professional interview. I mean, you couldn't ask for a, a, a more pleasant guy, a more talented guy. Uh, I mean, just with the, the hits. Uh, his voice. I even said this on the air. I said his voice. You know, Elvis had a unique voice. Um, uh, uh, B.J. Thomas had a unique voice. Cher has a unique voice. You know, there's people out there, uh, uh, you know, musical artists that have a very, you know, their 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 voice just stands out. Tom Jones, you know, and, and people like that. You just... Um, and, of course, uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC. I mean, there's no, you know, I mean, his is more of a screaming, yelling kind of thing. And uh, But it's, you know, it's Brian Johnson. You know, then you have Robert Plant, and you have uh, Ian Gillum, you know, from uh, Deep Purple. So, you know, these these guys, their voices are so unique that, and then, you know, you have the new guys out that are out there now. Bob Dylan's another one. I mean, you, there's no mistake in Bob Dylan. Tom Petty was another one, you know. Um, Paul McCartney. You know, you, you listen to these musicians and uh, you can you can tell right away, you know, usually the first few licks of a song, and the first few bars of a uh, of the musical um, song itself. Besides the you know the bars the bars of the well, at any rate, you can usually tell right away in the first few seconds of the song, you know, um, by the voice. And uh, Eric Clapton is coming in concert. I think the twenty fifth or twenty sixth of this month. We actually reached out to Eric Clapton. And we were trying to get him on the show because I believe he's performing at the Amelie Theater in Tampa. And uh, we reached out to him because we know he's very outspoken about this lockdown and about the COVID crap and all this other nonsense, which, you know, we're kind of on the fence about a lot of this stuff, too. We think there's it's part of a bigger plan. We don't know what the con game is yet. Um, and um, But he took. The, he got jabbed a couple times, and all, and he he endured some paralysis as a result of it. He wasn't sure he was going to even be able to play the piano again, or the guitar, rather. And so, but we did reach out to him, and we invited him to come on the show, and we haven't heard back, and we think we'd be a real interesting guest. Neil Young, we've reached out to him before. Um, Stephen Stills, he, and he lives in Florida. Um, we had Barry Winslow on from the Royal Guardsman. We've reached out to Jim Stafford. We've reached out to... Uh, um, Lobo, also known as Roland Kent, who did uh, Me and You and a Dog Named Boo. We haven't played that. We haven't played that song in a long time. Um, he did a couple of really good songs. And, you know, Tony Joe, uh, Joe White, his son, he's they're doing a big thing in Nashville here in a couple months. Or no, I think it's this month. Is this September? It's September, right, Tommy? Yeah, yeah, he's telling me, he's making sure I didn't forget. See, ladies and gentlemen, when you get dementia, you know, um, it's just like, you know, you forget things, right? I, I'm using that as an excuse. I don't really have it, but uh, it sounds good. No, I don't want dementia. No, I don't, I, you know, uh, I'm just kind of like, um, got a million one things on my mind. My mind goes, you know, they say, where was I reading this? Something about people have, I mean, forget how many tens of thousands of thoughts a day. You know, when you get a lot of things on your mind, I mean, that's hard to believe, but I mean, you know, what was it, 90 or 100,000 thoughts a day go through your mind? That's a lot. I mean, that's if you're a pretty active person. I'm not saying I'm, you know, that focused or anything like that, but 
I'm sure I've got quite a few things that go in my mind. So, you know, you, you, you think faster than you speak or you speak faster than you think, but just a lot of things go through your mind. And a lot of times it's hard to get it all out before you forget it. At any rate, um, so we've reached out to a lot of these guests, and uh, you just never know. And, and I, you know, I'll be biased a little bit. You know, I, I reach out to the people that I think are, um, you know, when you when you interview when you're when you're a show host and you're interviewing people, um, you look at someone like Larry King. Larry King could interview anybody, and I know that in the past I've had some people on that were kind of difficult. And so I try to pre-interview everybody and see if there's this chemistry there. And that's kind of what I look for. If there's this chemistry where I can reciprocate with the potential guests, then and we're kind of like uh, like mind, LKQ, like mind and quality, or LMQ. I guess it's like mind and quality, something like that. But at any rate, so, you know, you kind of want to try to keep people, because in the show, then there's synergy there. It's kind of hard to explain. Unless you're a show host, and I'm not saying I'm the greatest show host in the world, because I'm not. I'm not Larry King, and I'm not uh, um, uh, Don Imus or somebody like that. But, of course, he had a very interesting way of interviewing people and bringing bringing the best out of them, right? (laughs) Um, You know, but, I mean, you look at someone like Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, who's been on our show a number of times, you know, people like that, David Letterman. You know, you you, you got to kind of roll with it. But if you've ever watched some of their TV shows, you can see how they've actually kind of struggled. Because, you know, a lot of times when you pre-interview somebody, they do real fine in the pre-interview. Then when they get on the radio show, they kind of gag and choke. So this is why, as from our perspective, you know, as, you're, as a show host, you've got to do your homework and know people and read up on it. Because sometimes, you know, they... It's, my show's not a Q&A. It's basically a 30-minute BS session with a bunch of guys sitting around the shop drinking beer and watching NASCAR. No, no, drinking beer and, and uh, eating pizza, something like that. Speaking of pizza, big shout-out to our friends down there at Pyology and Seminole because uh, I've been hitting that place lately because our good friends over there at the Rib Shack Barbecue, and don't forget to check them out at 426 West Bay Drive, they're closed Mondays and Tuesdays. And uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't go there on Tuesdays anymore. So now i got to find some place else to go. So I go to Pyology, which is down in Summit Mall. Great. For 10 bucks, basically, just a shy of 10 bucks, you get this pizza any way you want it. It's delicious. But, and it's like 10 inches, 11 inches round, but, when, it, but it'll hold you over for, you know, half a day. Pretty good stuff. But anyway, so, you know, as a show host, what we're supposed to do, I mean, a good one, I think, is to, and I've had some really good mentors, if you want to use the term, Bob Varsha, super nice guy, Dave Despain, you know, they always, Dave says, ask a good question, you know, so you've got to do your homework, and you've got to know, and then Bob Varsha says, hey, you know, you're a color commentator, you know, which is basically, you're the color, you lead them in. And let them talk, but don't answer the questions for them, which is also very important. Some people do that. I don't. The only time I ever do do it, if you've noticed on my show, if you tune in all the time, is when the guest kind of stumbles and falls a little bit. Then I got to kind of keep the show rolling, and I got to kind of throw things out there. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they're agreeing with me, and basically I'm, I'm carrying the show for them, which the whole idea is I want my guests to talk. Now, the gentleman we got coming on this evening is... He has no problem talking. He probably talks better than I do, and he's been around a long time, and he's a very talented musician. I'm thrilled to have him on the show this evening. And the thing about, you know, how I met this gentleman is, you know, I go to a number of events, major events. So, you know, you go to Amelia Island, you go to Scottsdale, you know, to Bear Jackson and all those kind of shows. You go to SEMA and you go to Monterey, and you're bound to meet very, very interesting people. 
And that's the other thing is I want to have interesting people on the show because I want my listeners to be intrigued by my listeners as much as I or by my guests as much as I am sometimes. And that's the whole focus of a show is to, you know, you want people to listen. You want people to tune in. So you've got to have some interesting people on. Excuse me. And you don't want it redundant. You know, I mean, so it, there's is a trick and there's an art to it. Um, like I said, we've been on the air now, what, 11 and a half years now going on. And uh, I think we're doing okay. And we're getting a little bit better each time. And uh, Bobby, if you're listening, I know you're going to send me a text here in about two seconds to get on with the show. But at any rate, and Bobby's been very instrumental in helping me with a lot of the stuff. Tommy's doing a great job, you know. Uh, so I got a big shout out and a big thanks to all the people, you know, our Nostalgic Radio and Cars team, if you will, you know. And, um, but I'm I'm going to continue trying to find interesting people for you. I think the Superboat races is uh, coming up here at the end of the month, and uh, so we'll probably have one or two people on from the Superboat races like we used to do. And, um, you know, those, there's some of those guys, too, you know, really interesting guys, you know, talking about boats and how fast it is and how dangerous it is. You know, but the technology today has made racing and speed a lot safer and a lot more fun. The thing that kills me is a couple of years ago, we had Bob Teague on the show. Bob Teague's a big-time racer out of uh, California and uh, Superboat class. Or actually, he ran in the Super Cat class. And uh, but he also writes for one of the um, magazines, one of the super uh, speedboat magazines. And the thing that kind of you know boggled his mind too, you know, some of these boats you see out here run 150, 160 miles an hour. But now a lot of these pleasure boats, not so much the deep V's, which is what I was into, more the cigarettes and the scarabs and fountains and stuff like that. But the cats, the skaters, you know, the, t- the pontoon type boats, those things will run, you know, 120, 140 miles an hour. So you see people out there. These guys that are racing got full gear, safety equipment, the whole nine yards, oxygen tanks on board, the whole nine yards. And then you see guys out in recreational boats running over 100 some odd miles an hour with, you know, five or six people standing on, on the deck. And that just boggles my mind. See how we jump around here on, this, on our show? We talk about guests. We talk about music. We talk about cars. Now we're talking about boats. And uh, just fascinating stuff, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, so the Super Bowl races is a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I miss the days when, uh, when, the, when the Geico team would come up here and Gary would uh, bring the uh, 38 Top Gun up and, we'd, you know, he'd take the, 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 um, the, uh, the journalist guys, you know, like myself. I'm not really a journalist, but we had a guest on a show that called me a journalist one time, so I'll, I'll go with that. I'll roll with it. But anyway, so <laughs> my son and I would go out in the – in the uh, in the in the thirty eight Top Gun, and I'll never forget we got we're diddy bobbing out out of the harbor here, and it's no wake, you know. Never mind speed limit, no wake. Not Gary. Gary was you know he he's Gary, you know he's Geico. He didn't care. He just bulleted through there through the channel, and uh, you know we got stopped by uh, Harbor Patrol or Marine Police or whoever it was, you know Gary's just had a way with words and they just let us go you know because we're geico he was geico yeah <laughs> so it was pretty cool and uh and then he got out closer to the channel there under the pass and let her eat you know and you know that boat was probably capable of 90 95 miles an hour you know and uh with a pair of i don't know 850 900 horsepower v8s in it chevrolet's supercharged or something like that but th- that was cool you know you get out in an offshore boat that's that's Pretty cool stuff when they're out there popping the waves. Anyway, on that note, I think Tommy's going to go ahead and fire up uh, 
a little music, a little ditty here. Man, I went on and on and on, didn't I? Hey, you tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We will be right back. shows then look no further than flacarshows.com on your computer or on your mobile device flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles whether you're looking for car shows cruise-ins meetups automotive festivals cars and coffees or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine then this is a site for you check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com
sure I can put it back in. electricity. <laughs> he treated me like his hot little whore. Hey, that's a little too much information. And they got what you need in pristine working condition. So this is how it is. <laughs> I give in. Unidentified man is responsible for the explosion of mayhem, murder, and lewd behavior that has swept Los Angeles. I know how this game works. <laughs> Your associates have taken something of value to me. I intend to get it back. Crank 2. Those things are designed for strenuous activity. Tell me about it. Okay, we're back and you tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. And it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman, uh, we played a little clip of his music a little earlier, so he's a very talented guy. He plays not just one instrument, he's multi-instrumental. He's also a pretty serious car guy, and he's got a very well-known and uh, well-established YouTube video, or YouTube channel, and it's called Driving Ivan. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening... Ivan, driving Ivan Katz. Hey, guy, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, Robert, how you doing? It's been it's been a while since I saw you at Pebble Beach. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, we actually met where? Oh, yeah, at Amelia Island, and we were sitting there chowing down, right? Weren't it something like that? Amelia Island, Concord, Elegance. Yeah, that's nice. 
So Ivan, Driving Ivan, tell us a little bit about yourself. How Driving Ivan came to fruition? Oh, I was always, you know, ever since I saw my first Ferrari or saw my first Mazda RX-7 go sideways and take a turn and maybe my first C3 Corvette. Uh, I've just been, I've loved cars. I took my driver's test, my dad's 70 Coupe DeVille convertible. My mom's had a Dodge Dart convertible. So American, European, I love them all, man. <laughs> uh, your mom's Dart, what what year was that? That was a 66. In fact, if you... If you Google drive an Ivan Dodge Dart, you'll see me driving it in a parade in Old Town, like a Ferris Bueller moment. Old oh. Town, Alexandria. They, they didn't, I just had a couple of my friends, our dignitary didn't show up. We were supposed to drive in the parade, and uh, we drove through the parade, and they didn't know what to say when we arrived. I'm like, I don't know who that is. It's kind of a funny <laughs> thing. <laughs> a little Ferris Bueller stuff. Well, that's cool. All right, so you're out of where? Maryland? Uh, I'm out of the Washington, D.C. area. I grew up here and. uh that's basically uh, where I've been. I travel all over with the cars. I, I, I used to do a, a public access show called Sports Car Magazine back in the day. It's silly how I didn't think of driving Ivan much earlier, but uh, it was it's so obvious, driving Ivan, you know? Well, it's better than starving Marvin. So, you know, driving Ivan, at least you're on the road. Starving Marvin's standing along the side of the road, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> although Marvin although Starving Marvin was a well-known drag racer back in the day, back in the 60s and early 70s, and then finally he got his big break and uh, got some big sponsors. But unfortunately, a tire let go and took him off the uh, racetrack for for good. But at any rate, um, so your the YouTube video thing, how did that start for you? Well, you know, I just started uh, posting videos on YouTube, and eventually, uh, Drive and Ivan Cast is my channel. And eventually, you know, people like the videos, and they, they start watching them. And Google decides, uh, you know, Google is the decider. <laughs> they decide, uh, you know, whether you are uh, getting ad revenue or not, or what's going on with all that. You certainly need to have a certain number of subscribers, and then. Uh, the rest is history. But I've been producing sports car-related TV and, and videos for, uh, I hate to say it, decades now. <laughs> so how did you get into that? I mean, what? Uh, so from an academic standpoint, what is your background? Oh, yeah. I, I was a communications major, and uh, I was into TV production. I used to freelance in TV production, so it, it's what I did. Okay. Um, I, I come from a professional production background. I edited for... You know, places, freelance. All, all, it's all news in the D.C. area. You know, you do White House shoots. I was videotaping senators all day. So with a lot of the stuff that you did early on, was it political-related? I mean, if you're in Washington, D.C., that's just yeah, nothing but politics. Yeah, the recording studio, you know. You know, you don't want to have politics in D.C. I, I would work for uh, CNN one day and Fox News the next day and National Geographic the next day. And, you know, it's just... Uh, it's just production. Either you're doing a camera, or you're editing, or you're doing audio. What did you use for a program? What, what programs did you use in audio editing and and so forth? Oh, for audio editing, I, you know, I use actually I use the Boss BR800 for my music editing now, and I use Adobe Premiere. But I was avid certified. I used to love the Media 100. We used to use the Panasonic Newsbike back Newsbike back in the digitizing days because you could digitize your footage at two or three times speed, which was revolutionary. You know, kids, you used to have to, you shot 40 hours of footage. <laughs> it would take 40 hours of footage to put it in the computer to edit it. 
Well, I know the kids don't realize it today. You just come up with a little camera, and then poof, you got it right there. But that back in the old days, just like you said, 40 feet of footage, and, you, and you're lucky you got 15 good minutes. That's why B-roll is called B-roll, because you had an A-roll and a B-roll, and you would mix them together in an online suite, and that was the highest production you could have, your digital material and all that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, so I just love cars. So, like, back in the day, I was videotaping at the La Bella Macchina Italiana, and uh, they had, like, a original, like, 350 GT Lamborghini, the first Lamborghini built, the one where, uh, you know, he was unhappy with Enzo, and uh, they were having a discussion, and Enzo kept him waiting, and he was peeved about it, and, and uh, he told, you know, Enzo Ferrari told Ferrucci and Lamborghini stick to building tractors, and he built that car. And so that was kind of cool because uh, Valentino Balboni, Lamborghini's test driver, was there. He's such a nice guy. He took the time and shot an interview with me, which you can find on YouTube. You can Google Drive and Ivan and all this stuff. But um, that's uh, the first time I met Valentino Balboni. And then I was traveling through Italy uh, in 1999. Few, uh, year, uh, year or two later, and he remembered me, invited me into the museum at Lamborghini, and I got a bolognese and gave me a private tour of the museum. And you can watch that interview also on, on YouTube. So. Wow. Uh, who are some of the other notable uh, automotive, um, let's say, uh, dignitaries that you have crossed paths with in your uh, YouTube uh, channels? Valentino at the Concourse of Italiano, he remembered me, got him to do a little promo from the spoke to him for a bit on camera so you can look at that concourse of Italiano. Mm-hmm. I think an interesting one was um, Derek Bell, the professional race car driver, and I was having him sign pictures of himself. And there was a car in the front, and then there was a car in the back. And he said, you know, I was driving the car back here, not this one in front. So he was like seven walking straight, and it was just, you know, he's such an English gentleman. You know, his son is pretty prominent in the in the world of broadcasting and, and, and autos. I think he hosted uh, Double Beach this year. His yeah, son, but he's just, just, Justin Bell. Yeah, and he is just a quintessential English racer. You know, I asked him about like, the cars he drove first and things like that, you know. And he had all the British ones, Ferraris, and Aston Martin. But, you know, that interview was also on YouTube. Honestly, <laughs> it was shot with my phone, like a, a really old phone. Quality is terrible. Um, how about Carol Shelby? Oh, like Carol Shelby. Yeah. Well, so I have an 89 God Shelby Dakota pickup truck. It also happens to be a convertible. That's a cool truck. Uh, yes, it's on my YouTube channel. And, uh, I got the opportunity to go to where the, the Historic Vehicle Association in Washington, D.C. area, they pick really, uh, cars that are very important in history. And they chose the, uh, Cobra America, you know, the fastback version. Mm-hmm. The, one that, the, the Daytona? Yeah, Brock Yates actually came up with it. And I interviewed Brock Yates at this event. They had a bunch of old Shelbys there, and they had this original car. And you, know, you see these fact, Factory 5 replicas, and they're all, like, perfect. This one was banged up. You could tell they were just, like, knocking it around. It was so cool to see the actual car. And Carol Shelby was still alive, and he was there in Washington, D.C., and he had a handler with him. And he was like, the only sign's for kids. And I was like, oh, come on. You know, I had a picture of him and everything. And he was very, very nice. Although, couldn't see very well. I think he just had his signature down to a science. You see his signature on a lot of Shelby's. Uh, everywhere you go to car shows, you know, East Coast, West Coast, everybody wants Carol Shelby to sign the car, you know, when he was doing it. 
but he did very nicely sign my picture. And he was a really nice guy. I got to take a picture with him and everything else. So really nice guy. Um, so if tell us a little bit how the YouTube thing. So for our listeners, if somebody wants to do a YouTube channel, what all is involved? I mean, do, now you are you're an exception to the rule because you have a communication background, and then also because you were in TV and television and editing and and all that. You know, uh, so you've got relatively you've got production background. So for the average guy out there, and he wants to get on a YouTube channel and he wants to monetize it, what tips would you give him? Well, you just have to really do what you do. You know, I do what I do. Uh, other people do what they do. And you just have to, number one, you have to be yourself. Don't try to imitate anybody else. Be yourself. That's important. Your voice is important. Just do what you do. I do what I do. I have a style. I, I like to think that my production values are better. There's a lot of really good content out there, but it's edited in a very bad, unprofessional fashion. My stuff is not my one camera walking around the car show stuff, but my actual edited properties and actual produced pieces are really, really high-end production in terms of shooting, composition, editing, you know, audio levels and things like that. But most importantly, get your stuff out there. And if it's good, and if you're good, you know, maybe your early videos won't be good, but just keep the Learn your production if you can. Hey, watch my videos. See how I do it. See how editing is supposed to be done. You know, there's a lot of bad jump cuts out there where people aren't covering their shots with B-roll and things like that. But just, just basic production values. And if you do what you do, I think people will notice. You have a uh, musical background, and we played that clip, and I was uh, pretty impressed. You did a very good job. Uh, jumped around on a bunch of different guitars. When I'm a guitar guy, too. Uh, I don't play as well as you, nowhere near it. Um, and then I saw you on the drums, and then I saw you playing a bass, and then obviously a six-string, and I'm thinking, okay, well, this guy really gets into his music, and i got to tell you, it's very well done. Uh, the background, uh, composition, everything like that, you know. Um, tell us a little bit how about your musical background and that song, you do, you're actually a songwriter as well, right? Yeah, Free Your Mind, which I sent you. Yeah, I think it was Free Your, Free Your Mind, exactly. Free Your Mind on YouTube, and you can again, you can just Google Ivan Katz, uh, Free Your Mind, and that's an original song of mine, or What Would I Say also, but you know, I have a lot of original music. But yeah, that one was a labor of love, because I wanted to show my guitar collection, I wanted to show some of my car collection, I wanted to show some of my favorite places, if you if you know the DC area, you know I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia. You'll see places in Alexandria, Virginia in that video. But most importantly, you'll see you'll hear my original song and you'll, you'll get a sense of my songwriting. And uh, it was really tough. I wanted to play a different guitar or bass or you know instrument in every single shot. I even tried to change clothes. So again, that's what I'm talking about. Interesting content and. Uh, you know, have have an idea, and that was my idea. I wanted to showcase my instrument collection, my my song, of course, and uh, also some of my cars are in there. You know, and and even my bike collection. <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, talk about guitars. Obviously, I'm an SG fan, and you had a really nice Gilmore styled Strat in there, and Fender Mustang, the newer version of it, and uh, you know, along with many other guitars. And then the cars, uh, pretty interesting car collection there you got. I like that. 
Very well done. Yeah, yeah. I, I collect Fender Mustangs. I have a video on the Fender Mustangs in my collection in history. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, some guy, you know, I, I got my first Fender Mustang in 1982. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say how old I was, but that's when I got my first guitar, Fender Mustang. And uh, then some guy came out playing it 10 years later, the same guitar. That was Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, right. And that was my first guitar, so I'm very upset that Kurt Cobain made everybody think that I'm imitating him when actually <laughs> I want that's my guitar. I have a bunch of those. I have a custom. I have a lot of vintage and newer. In fact, on my trip to uh, Pebble Beach, I picked up a 1976 Fender uh, Telecaster that's really nice. And I think the one we talked about, I don't know if I told you this story, but it's an interesting story that combines uh, the Doors and the SG. You know, Robbie Krieger from the Doors, the Chevy Nomad fan. Yeah. He, plays, he really plays uh, Gibson SG. Right. And he played a show locally at the Archmere, kind of the storytelling. They did a little storytelling. It was him and Rayman Derek and the great Phil Chen on bass, who. When you see Rod Stewart's video of "Do You Think I'm Sexy" or "Hot Legs," he's the he's the, the tiny um, Asian guy playing the big Fender Pete bass, and he looks hilarious, great, and he was such a nice guy. So he played bass for them, Rayman Zarek and Robbie Krieger, and uh, they had a stand that looked just like Jim Morrison. But anyway, saw their concert and they took off. But long story short, I found out where they were staying, and I was able to. Uh, Eventually, get him to come down. Not Rayman Zarek, unfortunately. He said he couldn't come down. I think he was already sick. But um, this was in 2010. And uh, Robbie Krieger came down, started playing my SG, and said, "Hey, you want to sell this?" <laughs> so, so he he signed it. Robbie Krieger, the Doors, and this was in 19. Uh, it was like an early 80s Gibson Fireband Firebrand SG Deluxe. So oh wow! An American made, really nice, a player. And good enough that Robbie Krieger wanted to buy it. So that's in the video too. If you look close, you see it signed by Robbie Krieger of the Doors. <laughs> Interesting. I get a lot of my guitar signed. Emerson Lake and Palmer. Uh, Greg Lake signed my Ovation. Oh wow! Peter Buck signed my uh, Rickenbacker because he plays, you know, very famously plays the Rickenbacker. And uh, I like to get the people. I actually got David Crosby to sign one. He doesn't sign guitars anymore. I had him sign my uh, Harmony guitar, which is basically the same guitar that. Jimmy Cage used to write uh, record over the Milton Park Way, I believe. That's a pretty cool signature. I do like signed guitars. I like signed albums, and especially if I personally get them signed. You know. Oh yeah, that's priceless right there because it was it's the the moment, you know, which is priceless. Absolutely, you have the memory, and you know, I have a picture. I have a picture with uh, Robbie Krieger, and I, you know, I had I had it on my refrigerator for a while, and I said, "Oh, that's my uncle Robbie." You know, people that don't. Have <laughs> I had the opportunity of uh, getting. There was a band out of the seventies. I can't think of the name of it right now, but they did a song called "Painted Ladies." And I think it was Ian Thomas, and he's the brother of one of the other Thomases, you know, the that did the A Canadian thing, you know, on SCTV, and um, and later they changed the name of the band to Boomer y, Boomer YYZ or something like that. But I actually had the forty five, and they were here in Clearwater Beach, and they were they were here. So when he came off the stage, I asked him if he'd sign that, and he goes, "Painted Ladies." He goes, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe anybody still has that and remembers that song. And I said, oh, yeah, that was good. I mean, really popular back in the day. And then uh, um, uh, uh, Al Stewart, 
I had him sign one of my albums because I had uh, one Electric Los Angeles Sunset that I used to listen to that back around '69, and I had him uh, sign that autograph or autograph that album. Year of the Cat, right? Year of the Cat, yeah. It wasn't that album. The one I had was Electric Los Angeles Sunset, which was from his early days in the '70s or late '60s, early '70s. Year of the Cat came out, I think, in '76, '77, somewhere around in there. Yeah, I think you're right there. So that's funny. You said, I know you're from Clearwater, Florida, and one of my cars, one of my more famous cars came from Clearwater. Really? Well, uh, features a 1987 Citroen CX wagon that happens to be pink. And I was, I went to Florida and I was on the East Coast and I saw this car. I wanted it so badly, but I couldn't get to the West Coast. Came back a couple months later, the car was still for sale. Uh, stopped by in Clearwater, Florida, this interesting collector who had all sorts of really, I think he had a Kellison, which is a very cool car. Yeah. And uh, he had this pink Citroen CX wagon. And I, I, I did end up buying the car. And uh, funny story, I tried to drive it home, and that was a bad idea. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, don't, don't try to drive a Citroen like, a thousand miles. I did drive it a couple hundred miles. It's fine. It was a simple little thing that went wrong, but you know, it's French. You said a DS or DX? This is a CX. Oh, a CX. Okay, that's the later one. Two companies sold them in America. They're kind of rare. This one was a gold car, and I'm kind of happy they painted it pink because it just gives it more character. It's a pink Citroen CX estate or wagon, and uh, it's a five speed manual. Yes. Wow! Uh, so it just got, it ticks all the boxes. It, has, it ticks all the boxes. It has this. this Your car collection is pretty vast. How many cars? And when when we were talking at uh, at Amelia, you had just picked something up in South Florida and drove it up there. What was that? A Jag or something? Well, just just today, I just posted a fleet update on TikTok. Oh, okay. I'm on TikTok at the real driving Ivan, and I just posted a fleet update. The real number is about thirty cars. Um, so it's plus or minus. I picked up a, I wanted to prove that the Cambio Corsa transmission and the Maserati Spider and the Maserati Coupe and the Cambio Corsa, and, and sorry, the, uh, Grand Sport. I wanted to prove that they're not as bad as anybody says they are. So I drove the six-speed manual. I drove the early one. I drove the piece. I drove the later ones. And I ended up putting together a buyer's guide, and which can, can, can includes the video about how to drive the Cambio Corsa. But I also posted that separately. So I bought a 2005 Maserati Spider with the Fab Speed exhaust, which sounds amazing. I followed a Ferrari into a million. I'm telling you, my, my, my Maserati sounds better than that Ferrari <laughs> with the Fab Speed exhaust. It also has a drive-by wire system. Really nice. Uh, I don't care about my cars being show cars. I just care about them running well. And this one is a screamer. Well, yeah, you gotta have drivers. Otherwise, what's what, what what? I mean, what's the point of owning them if you can't beat on them? Although I did just show my Lancia Delta Integrale at the Old Town Festival of Speed in Old Town, Alexandria, George Washington's hometown. Also, the Doors played a show there back in the day at the skating rink. Oh, uh, and Jim Morrison graduated from uh, George Washington High School. I went there as a junior high school student, so that was pretty cool. I actually have a video on Jim Morrison's life in Alexandria on, on my same YouTube channel. So if you're interested in Jim oh, Morrison, really? They had a girl. We had a girl that did a. There was a girl that we had on our show here uh, about a year or so ago, a couple of years ago. She did a feature on Jim Morrison's life while he lived in Clearwater. 
Yeah, because he was in Clearwater. He's yeah. also up there in, uh, what's, uh, where they launched the, the Space Coast over there. Oh, he was from Melbourne. That's where he was born. Yeah, Melbourne. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, but he graduated from high school in Alexandria, Virginia. I, I shot a video on there with his school in his house. And uh, I also shot a video on Andy Warhol's school, church, and house in Pittsburgh. Really? Uh, if I'm interested in, like, you know, the Velvet Underground and pop culture. Or, yeah. And Warhol's pop art, you know, I, I'll do a story on that. Like, you know, uh, Leonard Cohen with Chelsea Hotel Number 2. So I, I told the story of him and Janis Joplin at the Chelsea Hotel when I was in New York, and I just talked about some famous things that happened in the Chelsea Hotel. Because when you're a video producer, if it's interesting, you just want to tell the story, right? Yes. So it's- anything that combines music, pop culture, and cars especially, I love it, Robert, you know? Well, now, Ivan, uh, we got about a minute or so, a couple minutes left. So, what what's next? You know, in a couple minutes, what can you where 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 where's Ivan driving? Ivan headed? Well, you know, I've got enough cars, so I'm really trying to just thirty's <laughs> a good bunch. Trying to downsize a little bit. Uh, I bought the cheapest Jaguar, supercharged Jaguar. That one I'm trying to sell. I've got a cool 420 horsepower PT Cruiser. Oh, for sale. And all means you can just Google Drive and Ivan in the car and see the, the videos. Uh, I also have a 1948 and a half Crosley CC that's kind of a wooden thing, like a wooden. Oh, that's neat. I want to downsize some. And, uh, you know, I just like, uh, hopefully, people are listening to this and they'll subscribe to me at Drive and Ivan Cat on YouTube. They'll watch my videos and share them. Like, subscribe, and share. And they'll uh, check me out on TikTok at The Real Drive and Ivan and on Instagram. Drive and Ivan Kemp, same as my YouTube channel. So, you know, I just want to grow the channel and uh, keep producing great car-related videos, you know, and, and pop culture videos and have, videos. In all the years you've been doing this, have you ever been approached to do a, uh, you know, when 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 uh, reality TV was, like, at its peak? Were you ever approached by any um, companies like, uh, you know, uh, what's the History Channel or anybody like that to, to do a show? It's interesting you say, it's interesting you're asking that, because I, I actually, you know, I'm, a, I'm actually a realtor, and I renovate houses. Oh, really? Really. So um, I was actually approached about doing a show for one of my clients, and I sold their house too quickly. This was also in Alexandria, right near Old Town. And I sold their house quickly. They had a young child, and they didn't want to do it. They had a young kid, and they, just wanted to they didn't want the TV show. So I said, why don't you do my house? I wasn't selling my house in space. But you can see Ivan Katz on a, I think they call it Katz the Musical. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Katz the Musical. I was on um, Design to Sell on, uh, I think, the what was it, Discovery Channel or one of those, uh, uh, one of those channels. HGTV, I believe. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I, I did do one episode of that, and, uh, you know, I have some other types to a reality TV show, too, but nothing... Nothing really exciting. Um, yeah, I think uh, even though I have a face for radio, I think I probably <laughs> can do that sort of thing and hosting like uh, our friend Justin Bell does and things like that. Yeah, I would love to do something like that if someone's listening and would like to, like me to host a, an event for them or anything like that. I would love to uh, be a host on car shows and that sort of thing, you know. Hey, listen, we are up against the clock. So real quick, why don't you tell everybody how they can find out about Drive and Ive and give out all your social media. Just lay it down. Just go right down the list. 
for us. Oh, thanks, Robert. Well, the, the YouTube channel, again, just Google Drive and Ivan, D-R-I-V-I-N, apostrophe, space, I-V-A-N, or just move off the, the G. Drive and Ivan, and any car you want to see, uh, Drive and Ivan Cast is my YouTube channel. The Real Drive and Ivan, TikTok, and Drive and Ivan Cast on Instagram, and uh, at Ivan Cast on Twitter, which I don't really do too much. Although I did tweet out the link to this show. <laughs> Super. It's there. You're going to replay the show, right? Yes, absolutely. That's great. So uh, that's pretty much it. Just Google Drive and Ivan and any car and like, subscribe, comment, and share. Very good. Well, Ivan, thank you very much. Uh, we'll definitely have to get you on again. We'll do some more, uh, you know, pizza and beer talk. So uh, you, you take care, and uh, we'll see you at some, some of the uh, upcoming events. How about that? So great talking to you, Robert. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, I want to thank my special guest, Driving Ivan, for hanging out with us here at Nostalgia Getting Cars this Tuesday, the 14th of September. In the meantime, I want to tell everybody, hey, don't forget to check out our website, GolfSuperBoatSports.com. Follow us on our social media programs. And see some of the car shows, Superboat races coming up, the Hooters, Clearwater Superboat races, that is. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.